0: Yeah. That's how you get it started. All right. Blessing Jesus. Hold oh, yeah. my hand. All, all right. Greeting right. you with the holy words of peace. Peace, peace be, multiplied. be multiplied. It's a blessing. It's a blessing for another Sunday. Yes, yes. And I want it to be a real Sunday. All right. Yeah. It is all. In any relationship, it takes growth, and when a relationship falls apart, it stops growing, it can be a marriage, it can be a relationship with God, or just a relationship. Is a life of growth. Christian life is a life of growth. When Christians stop growing, it weakens them and they lose what I call spiritual muscle, and it leaves them vulnerable for Satan to attack them. You see, none of us have arrived. None of us have already become all that God means for us to become. We need to understand that. None of us have arrived. None of us have came all that that God has been for us to become. So that means it takes work, that we have to continue be working in our relationship with God. Amen. And as we work with our relationship with God, it strengthens our marriages, our, our, our relationship, our church relationship. In every area, it strengthens those. So we, we need to understand that. None of us have No, none of us have arrived. None of us have already become what God means for us to become. Which is a great thing because that means there's room for growth. Yes. And if there's room for growth, then that means you're still alive yes. or that means you still have the opportunity. Yes. Every day, that we, we're to be conformed a little more into the image of Christ. Every day, that's what we're trying to do. Every day of our life, we're trying to be conformed in the image of Christ. Yes. You hear me say it all the time. I walk as Christ, I talk as Christ, I think as Christ, I have the spirit of Christ within me. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Paul tells us all the time. The whole ultimate goal for a Christian is to walk in the image of Christ in every part of their life. When we lose, when we lose that desire to want to walk in the image of Christ, we lose losing our people. You see, so here at Christ Temple, North and friends, this is our this is our desire. This is our goal, is that each day as we walk, we want the Holy Spirit to conform us a little more into the image of Christ. And as the Holy Spirit conforms us a little more in the image of Christ, then we can say that we are Christ-like. Amen. We are Christ-like. Now that what that means is I have the attitude of Christ, right? I have the desires of Christ. I have the love of Christ in my heart. Now, when Paul tells us to put on the new man, that's what he's talking about. He tells us to put on the new man, new woman, put on the new man, the new woman. So this, this is, you can't be that old person and be the image of Christ. That's why it's called being born again. When I'm born again, I become a new woman, new man, us, new woman, a new man, whatever you are. And it means that we have to make conscious, consciously, moments by moment choices. Our choices are different. There used to be a choice when it was about us. We were selfish, but now we're selfless. That's what makes a relationship grow. When you when you are more concerned about, here's how it is. When you are conformed in the image of Christ, what you are doing is to live to faith please God. And you all heard me a few weeks ago say that, are you living a God-pleasing life? Now, if you're living a God-pleasing life, gentlemen, then you are living the way God would have you to please your wife or husband. You see? Seven. So this is what, we're looking for a total commitment here at Christ's Seminole. We want, I mean to make the right decision. That we depend on the Holy Spirit's power to transform us into the likeness of Christ. We depend on the Holy Spirit's power to transfer us into the likeness of Christ. I want to we used to be one. I don't want to be like my father. I don't want to be like my mother. I want to be in the likeness of Christ. So to be in the likeness of Christ, when I got saved and was born again and became a new man, I had a new, God gave me through the Holy Spirit a new DNA, which gives me the power to transform myself through the holy words of God, the scriptures, to walk in the likeness of Christ. I'm under the authority now. See, I'm under the authority now of his holy word. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if we have not made that transition, then we're not saved. We're not saved because once you're saved, you're born again, and that takes away that thing. You know how I am. No, you? you know how I used to be because how I am died, and I'm when I was reborn again. So this is what we're trying to do over here at Christ Temple North. We're working every day to, in our life to grow. We want to grow. As we grow into the image of Christ, our families grow. Yes, the love that we have, I'm talking biological families too, because many of you have children and husbands, wives and children, and then our church family grows. Yes. Because we, when we begin to form uh, uh, more and more in the image of Christ, then the love of Christ takes over our life, and when the love of Christ takes over our life, then gentlemen, then we can really, really, really love our wives. Right. And, that's, and you know how the rest of that goes. And so this is what. So what we need to start saying is, I want to be a new man. I want to be a new woman. If you had the desire to be a new man, a new woman, uh, that that means I have to be transformed into more of the image of Christ. Now yes. listen to me. When I'm born and transformed into the image of Christ, my total life changes. Yes. Everything in our household needs to change. And I keep I keep on this Sunday after Sunday. We're living in some difficult times right now. There's confusion and there's chaos going on. People have to make decisions. When I send my kids to school, people make decisions about jobs, all these things that we have to deal with. There's all kinds of stuff going on. But if we are transformed by the image of Christ, moment by moment, we will make the right choices under the influence of the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to use this as a parable savior. If you have children, a lot of parents don't know their children to go to school, stay home. Then pray and ask the Holy Spirit, what would he have you to do? And so the Holy Spirit, because some children can go and they're strong enough and they may be alright. But you may have something and your child may not be physically fit enough to be able to fight off this virus. But the Holy Spirit knows the, the inward and the outward of your child. So the Holy Spirit will give you the power to make the decision that you need to make. And I'm talking about it anything. It could be somebody in here that you all have it. Maybe you have it because of this. You're together and you're having some trouble with your family, husbands and wives having some trouble. Well, the problem is you can't solve that problem, but the Holy Spirit can tell you, he can help you make the right decisions. What you should say, what you not should say. When you're right, when you're wrong. And give you the power to take the responsibility of your right and your wrong. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. If the Bible does not help us in every aspect of our life, and if the Bible doesn't help us to conform little by little and more into the image of Christ, what are we doing? Uh-huh. What are we doing? We're wasting our time. No, we read it because it is trying to help us to grow. And I, as a man at 74, 74, I feel like that, 74 years old, there's lots of room that I have to grow in. Because I'm a different person now, but the Holy Spirit helps me to transform what I need to do at 74 that I could do at 44. Sister Gwen and I have been This year, 50 years here, in a few, a few weeks, uh, 50 years, but after 50 years, August 22nd, then we still got more life to live as husbands and wives. What's going to help us to deal with that? We don't know what is ahead of us as we get older but well, the Holy Spirit knows, and the Holy Spirit will help us uh, uh, to get ourselves in a position so that we can make, make 60 years. Are you with us? It's because the Holy Spirit knows that yesterday, there's a day and tomorrow. And so some things we need to get the Holy Spirit will help us today, but the Holy Spirit is really helping us with our tomorrow. Are you all with me? So this lesson, that we'll probably have to do it too. So this lesson today is to say, is a question. The question is, as a Christian, as a Christian, are you growing? If anything that is not growing is dead. Right. Yeah. You cannot be a Christian and be there. You ain't there yet. So if you if you a Christian, your life is, is growing day by day. Paul says, uh, renew your mind day by day. So it is, I have not arrived yet. I hate to tell you, you have not arrived yet, and that's a good thing because that means there is room for you to keep growing. And anything that's growing is alive, and we want to be alive in Christ, isn't that right? Amen. So every day that we conform a little more in the image of Christ, it excites us. We're excited each day we work, wake up because we know that the Holy Spirit is going to work in our lives and help conform us a little more in the image of Christ. Is You understand what I'm saying? And that will erase all of the problems and situations and circumstances that the world has, because the world has to think through the worldliness. But we think with the Holy Spirit, so the Holy Spirit will help us to make a conscious decision, moment by moment, help us to make the right choices, no matter whether it's physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, or financially, the Holy Spirit will give us the power to make the right decisions. In all that ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path you understand what I'm talking about. Now. And we'll get to the lesson and see what we can get out of it and see what the lesson is telling us. Because we are about growth. Look at the growth we have. Yes. Even uh, when, when uh, the church was shut down or whatever you want to call it. We are doing now things that we would have never done before. And so the Satan's a lie. He can't stop the gospel. All he done is, is made the gospel happen.
1: Yes.
0: It made it more prosperous. So here we go. We're
1: going to start off in a the- 17 from the Passion. So with the wisdom given to me from the Lord, I say... Now this is Paul saying
0: that this is not him. The Bible says lean not to your own understanding. So Paul is saying, so with the wisdom is given to me from the Lord. So he's talking about the wisdom that is given him through the Holy Spirit. So we can do the same thing, the same way that the Holy Spirit gave Paul to write this letter through the wisdom that was given him. We can have that same wisdom and it will help us
1: Says you should not live like the unbelievers around you who walk in their
0: empty delusions. Some, we don't want to walk. We used to walk around like that in our empty delusions, but we are believers now, so we don't walk around like unbelievers. Mm-hmm. Unbelievers walk around like they got blindfolds on. We in, in empty delusions, but not us, because the Holy Spirit doesn't give us delusions; it gives us directions.
1: Amen. Amen. All right. Their corrupted logic has been clouded because their hearts are so far from God. And the
0: last thing that we need to do is to go by logic. Logic is something that makes sense to me. No, 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 no. What logic does, it, that's why we have all these prejudices and all of this talk and craziness going on, because we are coming out, people are coming out of their logic. That's way far from God. It blinded understanding. And and, and it's deep-seated. I mean, it it brings a darkness upon us. And it keeps us from the true knowledge of God. When your heart is in darkness, it keeps you from the true knowledge of God. All right, 18.
1: Yes, from the NIV. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from
0: the life of God. Now, so once you are darkened, wait a minute, wait a minute, once you are separated from the life of God, that's because you don't have an understanding of the life of God. And there's a word that we're going to use here that just bothers me. and It is called ignorance. We don't want to walk in ignorance. Walking in ignorance causes us to be blind. Ignorance will blindfold you because ignorance will hide the truth from you. And so we don't, come on here. So we don't walk in ignorance over here. We walk in truth over here. Under the influence and the direction and the knowledge and the wisdom, as Paul said, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. You cannot have the Holy Spirit and walk in ignorance. You see? So if you're walking in ignorance, that means that you're leaning to your own understanding. And the Bible tells us, lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Are y'all with me? Amen. So if there's no ignorance in We refuse need to walk in ignorance. As we refuse to walk in ignorance, remember we talked earlier this, because we're growing day by, day by day into the image of Christ. And the one thing we know for sure that Christ wasn't ignorant.
1: Well, All right. Not only ignorance, but also the hardening of their hearts. And the hardening
0: of their hearts. And, and we see this. We see this when we look at people that should be in positions, and not just one person, people that should be in positions to uh, make decisions. For Americans, all Americans, we see all the bickering and all the craziness going on. If those people would get out of England and have the heart and the love of Christ, they would have the heart and the love for the people, and they'd make the decisions to better the people and not to better their careers.
1: Right. Right. Because of spiritual apathy, they surrender their lives to lewdness, impurity, and sexual obsession. And
0: so they 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 surrendered their lives over to them. there's no place else to go. Because when you walk in an ignorance, there's where you at. Right. When you walk in ignorance, there's where you at. Right. Because it says, but remember, we said lean not to your own understanding. But when you walk in ignorance, your understanding is ignorance. Right. Yes. Alright? We're told in verse 20,
1: this is not the way of life that Christ has unfolded. And so Maybe. this ain't the way of life. Ignorance is
0: not the way of life that Christ unfolded for us.
1: We need every household
0: and every individual. We need to sit down and start talking to each other and making sure that we're making the decisions under the influence of Christ and not the, the, the uh, decisions over the influence of ignorance. Right,
1: amen. amen. Wow. All right? If you have really experienced the Anointed One and heard His truth.
0: We're talking, they talk about Jesus Christ now, the Anointed One. If you have heard His truth, not my truth. Not the American truth or what we call that his truth. Mm -hmm. If we would have been listening to God's truth, we wouldn't have all this confusion and chaos going on. Mm -hmm. All right?
1: And it will be seen in your life. And here's
0: the key to it is if we've been, this is us as individuals, once we have been listening to God's truth, then it's seen in our life. We're going to walk a certain way. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk a certain way. We're going to love a certain way. We're going to have integrity and respect for everything that God has given us.
1: Alright? For we know that the ultimate reality is embodied in Jesus. Yes, the the only
0: reality, there's only one reality, and that is in Jesus Christ. That is the true and only reality is in Jesus Christ. Are you living your reality, or are you living the reality of Jesus Christ? Alright?
1: Verse 22, He has taught you to let
0: go of the lifestyle of the ancient man. Now he told us, and to us today, he has taught us to let go of the lifestyle of that of that old man. That old man, yes, that old woman, that old self life. We need to get rid of that old man, that old woman, that old self life. We can't keep walking. But folks, you need to hear what I'm saying. You need to get rid of that old woman, that old woman, and that old lifestyle. That self-lifestyle. Right. The reason that we when we walk like that, we are walking in self-less when we walk like Christ. Mm-hmm. When we walk the other way, that old one over man is selfish. Yes. But we have a new life right now. Huh. A new life right now. We're not selfish anymore. Right. Other people matter to us. Yeah. Other people, we care about other people. Right. Isn't that right? Yeah. Because that is the way Christ would have us. We we got rid of self, so there's no selfish. And you all in relationships here, you need to figure that out. You need to figure that out up front. You can't be in a relationship and be selfish. A relationship can't grow unless both parties are selfless. When both parties are selfless, then they're ready. They're ready to listen to the Spirit of Christ and live in the truth and not their own understanding and not their own idea. I'm going make it selfish. revelation that's been given to you. And there's time to be made new. Is that what you just read? Yes. By revelation. See, here's what you need to do sometimes. Here's how I do this. When I don't know what I'm doing and I haven't figured out what decision to make, whether it be spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, I ask God to give me a spiritual revelation to reveal to me which direction I should go in every aspect of my life. That is physically, spiritually, Mentally, emotionally, financially, I need a spiritual revelation from on high, as from the Holy Ghost, on, to give me the wisdom and knowledge of which direction I need to go. And then you can wake up sometimes, after you get through meditating, you have a problem or situation in your life, God gives you a spiritual revelation, and through that spiritual revelation, you say, oh, I know what to do now.
1: Alright, alright.
0: Okay? Give me the scripture, please. Again, uh, verse 22 from
1: The Voice what's okay. it this way.
0: You know to take off your former way of life, your crumbled old self. See, we need to take off our former way of life. Why would you want to go back there? Why would anybody want to go back to the old life? You know what the old life done for you. and you know what the old life has caused you to do to other people. So we get up to church sometimes and we want to think, well, we ain't always been this guy. We ain't always been this lady. See, that was that old life. But now that we have a new life, then we need to live it.
1: We are to take a fresh breath and to let God renew your attitude. Whoa,
0: whoa, watch out here. We need to take a breath, huh? And let God do what? Renew
1: your attitude.
0: So sometimes, listen to me, I like that fresh breath. Sometimes you need to walk away, walk away and go outside, take a fresh breath and get the right attitude and then come back in here and then y'all talk together. Are y'all
1: with me? I mean, Y'all to if, if, if sister
0: Gwen and I have a, have a, we don't have it, there's no reason to have one, but if we have, if we would have a confrontation, which we don't have, a situation, here's how we do it, I'm going to tell you folks, that's growing in your relationships, and some of you just getting in relationships, some of you getting out of relationships, this will tell you how it worked, and this will tell you why it didn't work. It's working because attitudes. Attitudes are going to determine spiritual altitudes, isn't that right? So I asked God to give me the right attitude. Well, for me to do that, i got to shut down that old, come on, that old self, go outside, go up to the bathroom or go somewhere, take a deep breath, and come back into that conversation with the right attitude. Are you with me? All right.
1: As the NIV puts it in verse 23, to be made new in the attitude of the
0: and you belong to Him and in the realm of holiness. I walk in the true realm of holiness. We want to walk in the true realm of holiness. And we can't do that because the scripture says if we stay in union with Him, that He will give us the power and will create us with a new attitude, yes, and a new way of thinking and a new way of processing that we can walk in the true rim of holiness. It should be a desire for every Christian woman and Christian man to walk in the true realm of holiness. Get out of self and be self, with being self-ish, be selfless and allow the true rim of holiness to come into your life through the power of the Holy Spirit and walk in
1: it. All right? So discard every form of dishonesty and lying so that you will be known as one who always speaks the
0: truth. And so that now we walk in a different way. We don't walk in dishonesty. We don't walk, we don't lie anymore. The things that, the things that we used to do, there used to be a song, the places I used to do, Lord knows I don't go nowhere. Else. Uh-huh. The things I used to do, I don't do anymore. I don't walk in dishonesty anymore. I don't walk in lying anymore. I'm I'm walking in things of the truth. I'm going deal with the truth. All right?
1: For we all belong to one another. And we all belong
0: to one another. Then we go to 26.
1: But don't let the passion of your emotions... Now get out of
0: emotions. You cannot wear your emotions on your sleeve. You've got to get out of your emotions. Emotions will cause you to make a lot of mistakes. See, some people wear their emotions on their sleeve. Any little thing happens to them, they fall apart. Amen. All right, so I don't let the passions of your emotions lead you into sin. Because sometimes, remember the Bible says, be angry but sin not. But if you live in your emotions, you're going to be angry and sin. Yes. Yes. Amen. Get out of your emotions. Yes. Quit wearing your feelings on your sleeves. Amen. That work that way. Right. There are people who don't like things I say. That might even put them on Facebook or whatever that is. They don't know. I'm not on Facebook. It's so all anyway. But they'll put them on those things. Because you can get caught up in the emotions of someone saying to you. And then you begin to go after them and attack them and get chaos and confusion. You can bring it into the household. You can bring it into the relationship. But we don't walk there. We don't walk in the emotions. We walk under the influence of the power of the Holy Spirit.
1: All right? And tells us, don't let anger control you. Or be fueled for revenge,
0: not even we, for a day. We don't let anger control us and fuel us to revenge, not even for a day. Yeah, that's right. We don't let the sun go down on our wrath. We don't do that. Ah. Alright? Don't give don't give the devil room to get in your life. Twenty seven, is it? Yep. Don't give the devil
1: an opportunity to manipulate
0: you. The devil wants an opportunity to manipulate you. Yes. The devil comes to kill and steal and destroy. So he's looking for an opportunity Mm -hmm. to steal from you. That's That's what he wants to do. He wants to tear up your relationships. He wants to tear up your family. He wants you to walk away from your job. He wants you to throw away your money, finances. He wants you to defile your body. Physically, I'm talking about. That's what he does. All right? Whereas the NIV puts it, do not give the
1: devil a foothold. And when you've
0: been talking over here, don't give the devil a foothold a foothold, you remember toehold, foothold, stronghold. If he gets his toe in, the next thing he wants to do is get his foot in, and the next thing you know he's got a stronghold over your life. We don't give him an opportunity to do that, you see? He cannot get his toe in if you don't open the door. He cannot get his foot in if you don't open the door. He can't get a stronghold on you if you don't open the door. So that's why he comes to confuse you. He's a liar and the Father's life. He lies to you. He wants you to get caught up in those situations circumstances. He wants you to listen to self. Yes. He wants you to be selfish. Yes. He, yes, that's what he wants to do because he wants to steal from you the life that God has promised you. Yes. Amen. See, you hear yes. what I'm saying? Amen. You see, God has promised us a good life. The Bible says life and life are abundant. Right. That's what we <laughs> want to live in. And anything that God has promised us, Satan wants to steal from us. Yeah, you need to hear that. All right. All right.
1: In verse 28, if any one of you has stolen from someone else. Well, he, he goes into this
0: and he said, if you have stolen, put stealing. And he said, and only goes on and says, be honest, get a job. Earn, he says, <laughs> earn money, earn stuff so that you can help bless somebody else. Amen. That's what it says. You can read that rest of it. You see, am I getting close? All right, here we go.
1: Never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth. Here we go, folks. You can't be in
0: the family of God. You all call—we call ourselves Christian family, right. right? Can't be no ugly. Right. There can't be no ugly talk in the household. Right. Everybody's got to be called by their name. Right. There's only love talk in the household. There's right. only God talk in the household. If right. we Christians don't do any ugly talking. Right. so if there's ugly talking going on in the household, you know what who's enforcing you. To do that other talk in that household. Yes. Isn't that right? That's yes. right.
1: Encourage others by speaking words of grace. And that's what we
0: do in our households. You've got to start the household before we get to church. We've got to encourage others by what?
1: By speaking words of grace. We speak words
0: of grace. Husbands, speak words of grace to your wife. Why? speak words of grace to your uh, husbands. Children, speak words of grace to your parents. Parents, speak words of grace to your children. Come on here friends and uh, let's speak words of grace to one another. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that right? Church family? speak words of grace to one another. Yeah, yeah. We speak words of grace, not disgrace, right. but words of God's grace because Satan speaks words of disgrace. We don't speak words of disgrace in our household. Right. We don't speak words of disgrace with our families and our friends. We speak words of grace. Yeah. And, right. okay. and in verse 30,
1: the Holy Spirit of God
0: has sealed you in Jesus Christ. And, and the Holy Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit of Christ. I mean, the Holy Spirit has sealed us in Jesus Christ. Until yes. well. we experience your full salvation. Uh-huh. Right. We want to be 100% saved. Yes. Walking in walking the disciplines of Christ. That's yes. what it's all being. Being just saved. People look at us and want to be like us. Yes. And then we can lead them, you see, where we
1: got it. Yes. Give it go. Right. So never... Grieve the Spirit of God or take for granted His holy influence in your life. Do not
0: ever grieve the Holy Spirit of God or take for granted the Holy Spirit's influence in your life. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to take control over your life. Live a holy life influenced by the Holy Spirit. Live a loving life influenced by the Holy Spirit. We got a lot of families here. Uh, You all are, after this service is over, You all ought to grab each other's hands and go in prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to pour love into each one of you that's living in this household. Start a new life. Start new attitudes in your household. Start new relationships in your household. household. You see? And
1: again from the voice, it's time to stop bringing grief to God's Holy Spirit. And it's time
0: to stop bringing grief to God's Holy Spirit. One of the things that ought to hurt you is when you hurt your Heavenly Father. When you grieve your Heavenly Father. When you grieve God, it ought to hurt you. It's time for us. The way we treat one another grieves God. The way things are going on, that's grieving God. We don't want to grieve God with confusion and chaos. We want to give God joy because we live a life of love through the power of salvation in Jesus Christ. Alright. Right.
1: You have been sealed with the Spirit marked as his own for the day of rescue.
0: And that's what we're talking about. We have been sealed. This, this, this is what life is. I want a greater life after this. Yes. Man, if you get a great life here, you can know what's it's going to be like on the other side. i right. All
1: right.
0: All right. give you the scripture on that. At
1: verse 31. Okay. Lay aside bitter words. Let families
0: lay aside bitter words. No more bitter, no more bitter words, words in any family. Biological families, church families, no more. Stop it. According to the gospel. Lay aside all that those bitter words.
1: And no temper tantrums.
0: No temper tantrums. Grown Act men acting like little boys. Grown women acting like little girls. Come on, we, we do it all that because we are grown and we're growing and maturing in Christ.
1: Wow. And no seeking revenge.
0: We're not seeking revenge because if we Christians, we can't seek revenge because the Bible says, God said revenge belongs to him. Yes. That's right. He'll take care of that. You leave it alone. That's right.
1: Or using profanity.
0: We don't use profanity in these households. Stop it. It's not a part of God. Right. Right. And no insults. We don't insult our husbands, our wives, and our children. Siblings don't insult one another. Right. Right. Friends don't insult one another. Right. Family, church family don't insult one another.
1: Alright. All right. And lastly in verse 32, instead, be kind and affectionate toward one another. So we're going to be
0: kind mm-hmm. and affectionate toward one another. All right. That's what we're going to do. Yes. Thank you. That's how
1: we're going to live. Yes.
0: With the kindness and the love and affection uh, toward one another. That's right. And then
1: he says, hasn't God graciously forgiven you? And so we
0: we ain't got no problem with forgiving folks. Because we remember how God forgave us.
1: Right.
0: And so anytime we how we don't want to forgive somebody. The Holy Spirit reveals who forgave you. Right. Right. The Holy Spirit will tell you, look at what you did, done. And God forgave you. So he's expecting you to forgive others the same way. That's right. And that's exactly what it
1: says. And graciously forgive one another. And
0: so we graciously forgive one another. Yes. In the depths of Christ's love. Yes. In the depths of Christ's love. We graciously forgive one another. Yes. That's how it works, folks. Right. That's what he's asking us. Yes. He wants us to do for others that he has done for us mm-hmm. in this Christian walk. Yes. That's how it is. Yes. There's no other way about it. This is what the gospel says. If we're going to walk back the gospel in Christ Temple the Lord, we're grateful for Christ Temple the Lord. And we're grateful for the ministry of Christ Temple Lord because we know here that we haven't gone down together. In Jesus' name, we are going to do it. Amen? Amen. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we come this morning knowing uh, that we are Christians and we need to grow. We come to an understanding that we haven't arrived yet, that we need to keep growing and keep working at this thing. We come knowing that every day that we need to be conformed every day a little more in the image of Christ. We want the image of Christ. We want to walk like Christ, talk like Christ, think like Christ, love like Christ. And we can do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to have a new attitude, a new attitude toward you, a new attitude toward ourselves, and a new attitude toward our family, a new attitude toward our our, our church family. We want to walk in the newness of Christ. We are recreated in the likeness of God, and we want to walk in righteousness and holiness because we have been transformed by the gloriness of God within us. We have a new life and a new union with him. So therefore, we are looking forward for a new life starting today. In the name of Jesus Christ, of Nazareth,
1: and all in agreement, said amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen.